You are listening to Right Off The Bus. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Right Off The Bus. It is Thursday, October 7th. I'm Chandler Hutchison here with my fantastic co-host, Pat Mahoney. Pat, it's episode 41, baby, and for 41, the Go 41's Dirk Nowitzki. We just got to put that out 100%. there. 100%. Top five power forward all time. Shout out to Dirk. But we had to throw Chris Sale on there too, man. I mean, didn't pitch yesterday, but as the Red Sox got that wild card win, man, against the Yankees, yeah. it just feels like we had to have and Chris he, on there. And he wanted to pitch, but Alex Cora was yeah. like, no, we're not doing that. Because if we get to a series <laughs> and we win this game, it's we need you with a fresh arm. Yeah, and the Yankees messed up using all their pitchers, man. It, it didn't go well, but we'll talk about that in a <laughs> second, man. Pat. Had that half marathon this weekend, man, wearing the shirt, Fort Hill out in your neck of the woods, East Hampton, man. And I got to tell you, not as great as I was hoping for. Had some unforeseen cramps. And for a guy that's so hydrated, eating some bananas beforehand, I was disappointed to be cramping, but mm-hmm. still got it done. Still finished it, man. That last hill killed me, but uh, got it done. Not a pretty pace, like 1040 or something over the 13 mm-hmm. miles. I averaged like 930 for the first like seven or eight, but then I just, I wasn't ready, Pat. Well, out here in Western Mass, like, were there hills, too? Or was part of it hilly? Yeah, there were definitely some big hills. Yeah, that's uh, tough. I mean, that's tough. That would tire me out very quickly. They said it was about 470 feet of elevation. My Fitbit picked up over 1,000, so I don't know who to trust. But uh, the hills (laughs) beat me up. I got that victory beer at the end from Fort Hill, man. There you go. A couple food trucks, dude. I got some veggie dumplings and some Thai spicy fries from a Thai food truck. It was unbelievable. That's a good, good way stuff. to finish it. Makes it all worth it. See me yeah, like, that's what I would have been thinking about the whole time. <laughs> Not even the run. Like I would have been thinking about what do I get to eat after this? My motivation was my beer voucher. Like yeah. <laughs> on the race bib, it has beer and pizza, like as your food voucher. And I was nice. just like, I was thinking about that cold glass of beer, man. There we <laughs> go. There we go. But it was fun, man. Got it done. And that was on Sunday. So I didn't get to watch a lot of the football we're going to talk about. But Pat, I'll tell you, man. Not a not a pretty matchup in our fantasy football league for me this week. No, no, I know we didn't even mention last week. I think because I we just forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I hadn't looked at the app. I don't know. Who am I kidding? Though I I must have looked at the app because I'm <laughs> it's an addiction. I was telling Chandler before we started. I was like, I'm I'm on my fantasy app every five minutes on Sundays. So I had definitely check your usage time on there. <laughs> yeah, I think my usage time goes up significantly. And my girlfriend would probably tell you the same thing that I'm on my phone a lot more. <laughs> well me and Chandler played each other this week in fantasy but I did get yeah. the win he he almost had me it came down to Justin Herbert and then who was it the night before it was Ryan the box suck kick- up yeah the, the box kicker yeah yep so it came yep. down the box kicker Jay Herbs but they couldn't get it done but I think I'll see you one more time this season so and you didn't have McCaffrey so I uh I can't you know take too much credit Pat, you and I are both very thin at running back right now. Very and, thin. And <laughs> uh, I know Montgomery got to play like through most of the third quarter, but right now in that game or in that week, I was down McCaffrey, Montgomery, Julio Jones, and Jarvis Landry. Yeah. So I'm feeling a little weak at uh, two and two in this fantasy. You're, you're thinner not, at running back. Feeling great. <laughs> thinner at running back than I am now too, depending on Montgomery's injury. Yeah, my they two starters. I think they said he's out like four to five weeks. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. And you didn't get Chuba Hubbard to replace McCaffrey, you know, no. the waiver, the waiver spots have been tough. No, they have man, but Fantasy's it's all good, man. Pat won all three of his fantasy matchups this week. So I'm not going to have to ask him later. And uh, I can't talk about it anymore because he beat me. So I'm feeling all down <laughs> on it. <laughs> I just playing, man. It's a good week yep. in fantasy, but Pat, let's dive into these headlines, man. We mentioned it. Red Sox and Yankees. Wild card game at Fenway, the game you and I predicted last week for this AL wild card matchup, and we did. It couldn't have been any better as a Red Sox fan, man. Yeah. I watched, I watched the first inning, I watched the second, I watched like seven, eight, nine, and maybe five. You know, watched it here and there. But I got to tell you, watching Giancarlo Stanton in the first inning hit it off the top of the monster and only get a single to do the same thing in the sixth inning. Yeah, like it was just absolutely hilarious. Those are home runs in every other ballpark mm-hmm. in the league that aren't Fenway. <laughs> And the Red Sox just had the bats going, man. The the they Yankees did. pitching staff couldn't keep up, dude. It was fantastic. 
Yeah, Matt Baskurgeon had one of like the all-time calls on, on that yeah. Stanton home run <laughs> that you know turned into a single. It was like one of the best single calls of all time. <laughs> I love Matt Baskurgeon, and I, I think everyone yeah. was fooled though because I heard a bunch of other announcers who did the same exact thing. Mm. Like one guy was like, "All right, well, what did I do wrong?" Because Stanton standing at first, it was not a home run, so right. everyone thought it was a home run. But it was. It was pretty funny. Yeah, but the Sox did get two home runs of their own. We had Bogarts and then uh, Schwarber as well, which hit homers in Fedway at the home crowd. Man, yeah. uh, it's uh, it was electric. It was, dude, and you could tell Fenway was absolutely popping. Man, Garrett Cole struggles there more than any other ballpark, and man, he struggled those first two innings. He got pulled. They put in Severino, but. You put it on here, man. Avaldi gets it done. Avaldi is a playoff pitcher, man. Yeah. I don't care what you say about Chris Sale not pitching in that game. He wanted to. But Chris Sale is a leader in that locker room. I'm looking forward to having him. We didn't have Chris Sale and J.D. Martinez Mm -hmm. in that game, and we should have them the rest of the playoffs. We're playing the Rays in the first round, Pat, you know, best team in the AL. But I'm feeling okay about it, man. As a wild card, there's no expectation. So we're hoping we can just go in there, cause some chaos, and hit some homers, man. I think the Sox have a chance in this postseason. Oh, for sure. Regardless of the Rays winning 100 games, the good news always for Red, the Red Sox-Rays matchups is that I know Rays, fan, Rays struggle for fans as it is, mm. but if anyone knows anything about like New England snowbirds going down to Tampa, it's like half the fans at the Tampa <laughs> games when the Red Sox come to town are Red Sox yeah. fans. So even if that place is packed, it's going to be 50% Red Sox fans because half of them move down and uh, mm. some of them become Rays fans. But I tell you what, they're definitely the Red Sox never leave their heart. So there's a lot of Red Sox fans down there. So, well, I think we'll have a little extra. We'll have a few extra home games. I think so, yeah. man. And we know Tropicana is not going to be filled. They do not get the fans Probably there, unfortunately, <laughs> which stinks. I know you've gone to games and you've been down there, but there are a lot of Sox fans. So we'll feel like some uh, home away games, which, which will be nice for the Sox. And we'll definitely keep everybody updated on those MLB playoffs, man. I, I don't even know what happened in the NL, dude. I was just hyped because it was Red Sox-Yankees. This so is that one game's... of the top five rivalries in sports, man. That's what it's all about. I know. That game's tonight. So we'll, oh, okay. we'll know the result when it comes out tomorrow, Thursday. But the Cardinals-Dodgers play tonight. Oh, word, word. All right, man. That'll be a good game. Moving on, Pat. I'm going to have you run through this next headline. We got Tyson Fury and Deonta Wilder, number three. This or uh, this weekend, man, the trilogy. I know. Yeah. And if anyone follows boxing and I don't I don't follow boxing, you know, I don't follow it in depth, but I do follow the big matchups. And obviously this is the heavyweight matchup that everyone who has, you know, any idea about boxing follows. But so Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder drew in the first fight, which most Tyson Fury fans will say that he won. And I would say the same thing too. But the hardest part is that he almost got knocked out in the last yeah. round in the 12th round in that fight. But I would say that overall he won that fight and a lot of people thought he got screwed. And people think boxing is rigged a lot of the time. Yeah. But in the second fight, he left no doubt. He dominated Deontay Wilder the last time out. And that was like, that was before COVID. Like that was a long time ago, the second fight. And uh, here they are for the third time. They're going to fight this Saturday, October 9th. Uh, I definitely won't be able to watch it because it's $80 for a pay-per-view, yeah. which is even more than the UFC nope. ones. And those are once a month, and I certainly don't buy them all. But I certainly won't pay for that, but I'll watch the highlights. And, you know, that's, that uh, that suffices. That, fill, that fills my uh, my boxing <laughs> void. So I'll, I'll uh, be able to watch the highlights on Twitter, and that'll be good enough for me. But the biggest letdown about this fight is that in so with boxing they have so many belts and the other so belt many. holder was yeah was uh anthony joshua and joshua and fury were supposed to fight at, to unify all the belts so if one, whoever won would have every heavyweight belt in boxing but well, for whatever reason actually i do know a reason that fight broke down because fury had to fight wilder again in this fight for the trilogy because mm-hmm. there was a rematch clause in wilder's contract so wilder triggered that and Fury could no longer fight Joshua. So then we're like, all right, whatever. No, you know, no worries. These guys get the job done. They'll fight later down the road. And that would be like one of the biggest boxing fights of all time. But instead, Anthony Joshua, I believe like at Tottenham Stadium, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they fought at Tottenham. And I don't, I can't remember if it's White Hart Lane, but they fought there. Huge crowd in England in front of his home crowd. And Anthony Joshua lost. And I can't remember the other guy's name. 
But so Joshua lost his belts. And now regardless of what happens in this fight, even if they do fight, it's not going to be for all the belts and it won't be mm. for a while. So big letdowns there. Absolutely, man. But you got to know the Tyson Fury's winning this fight. Deontay Wilder imagine. is like the ultimate like one punch guy. I mean, he has the power and he has that knockout potential. But man, to watch a six nine guy that looks like Tyson Fury move the way that he does in the boxing skill. And you had me listen to his Joe Rogan podcast, man. I have so much respect for this guy as a person. And uh, I'm looking forward to the highlights, man, because I know mm. Tyson Fury is going to put on a show. Without yeah, if, if anyone listens to that, they'll instantly become a Tyson Fury fan because the guy came back from the absolute lowest point anyone can go in their life. And he again became the heavyweight champion of the world. So he's a he's a good guy to follow. And uh, yeah, he, he certainly does not let you down. He's he's funny, too. No, oh, yeah, he's he's a great follow, man. Those those <laughs> East European fighters, dude. It's McGregor, yeah. it's Patty, it's Tyson, dude. It's just something about that voice. It's something about the accent, right? <laughs> and they're just there to fight. They don't care. Yeah. They're there to scrap. Have oh, a pint awesome. afterwards too, man. <laughs> yeah, Tyson. Well, Tyson certainly <laughs> used to. He de- he definitely used to partake. I don't know about anymore, but uh, he <laughs> knew how to party. Yeah, he definitely did. Pat, moving on to the NBA a little bit. We just had to get an update, man. So that Michael Porter contract, some more details came out. It's actually five years, 173 million. So I just want to give an update to the listeners. We had it at 20 something, 204, 205. Still an overpay. Still mm-hmm. an overpay to pay this guy 34, 35 million dollars a year. But just wanted to get a little, little correction to the pod because I say a lot of things wrong. So I feel like I got to correct them once in a while, you know, especially when they're in headlines. Yeah. I'm pretty sure when we said it though, like that was what came out. Yeah. Because no, I yeah. remember seeing the Instagram posts and I was like, oh, good. Like I'll write that down. Mm-hmm. And I definitely copied it directly from there. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what happened if somehow the wrong information got out. But I, yep. I will say I thought we had the right number. Yeah, no, no, we we got it back, man. We just just had to get that correction, but it's it's all good. We had the right number at the time. You know, right. that this, this at the time, out things have changed. Later. Things have changed. Days later. <laughs> Keeping in the NBA, Pat, Kyrie Irving's role with the Nets, dude. Who knows what's going to happen? He's still refusing to get vaccinated. Andrew Wiggins, they said, man, you're not going to get half your salary if you don't yeah. play in home games. And he said, he said, vax me up, man. That's $15 million, okay? That's 15 mil. I'm getting it. I but know. Kyrie's still holding out. Could could be eligible to not play in 41 games, man. And the Nets have kind of said, or it's been reported that they're they may not be comfortable with using him as a part-time player. They may not be comfortable playing him in half the games and not having him available. And that could cause some real issues in the locker room, especially when you consider, you know, that he wouldn't get be getting paid his $18 million or whatever it is. What's what's your read on this here, Pat? For sure. Well, he definitely could become a liability to the team. And it's just I feel like it affects chemistry if you're only traveling with the team to away games like you're not even playing for the home crowd ever. You're just showing up to away games, traveling with the team, being unvaccinated might be a liability to the rest who, you know, I I don't know with that. I honestly don't know, but it's definitely a distraction at the very least. It's it's definitely a distraction to the team. I saw KD said, like, maybe I'm being naive, but I you know, fully expect Kyrie to play with the team this year. But I don't know if that's true because I feel, you know, if we know anything about Kyrie, it's that he sticks to his guns and he's very outspoken about his beliefs. So I don't see him caving and getting vaccinated, which is totally his choice. I just, I don't see him caving to the NBA and doing that. So it's pretty much up to the nets if they want to use him as a part-time player or not. Cause I don't think Kyrie's going to be playing full-time this season. I feel it, like this is exactly in New York. I feel like that's exactly what Kyrie wants. Like, I feel like he wants to be a part-time employee and only work mm-hmm. 20 hours a week instead of 40. <laughs> yeah. like, he, that's what it seems like. Yeah. And people already think like he's going to retire very young. So I wouldn't be surprised if something, you know, obviously worst case scenario, but I wouldn't be shocked if he retired yeah. and just, he didn't play at all. Yeah. And KD having that expectation that he'll be back. Like it, it is kind of funny to me because I'm like, if anyone's going to sit out, it's Kyrie Irving. Yeah. But Pat, this also just screams to me, Ben Simmons for Kyrie Irving. It screams it to me because Kyrie would be allowed to play. You need a shooter and a score around him beat. Mm-hmm. And Simmons, I mean, can you imagine that perfect fit playing the point guard or the four playing with Harden and Kevin Durant being that third star? Perfect fit either way, man. And that's what this is screaming to me because I do not see Kyrie Irving getting vaccinated to play basketball. That would be I kind really of a, that would be kind of a cool trade and it would make sense for all parties involved. 
And it'd be so local too, like the same yeah. conference, like right across state borders, man. It'd be, it'd be a good little rivalry there. I'd yeah, like Brooklyn that. to Philly, not that far. Wouldn't be much different for Kyrie. He just wouldn't be able to play at Madison Square Garden or at yeah. a, I'm not sure what the Brooklyn arena is called, but either place he wouldn't be able to play. I, I'm totally blanking on it. I feel like I should know what it's called. I, I definitely knew what it was time. when it first <laughs> opened, but I, I could not tell you now. It's all good, man. Let's move on to the NFL and the news that's dominating right now, which Pat, I quite frankly find this entire situation absolutely (laughs) hilarious, but Urban Meyer, I like that it's controversy. I like that Adam Schefter tweets out that there was a woman dancing close to his lap. Yeah. I just find this all hilarious. So Urban Meyer, while they're playing in Cincinnati on Thursday night, says, you know what? I'm going to stay Columbus, Ohio, Ohio State. I got a home here. Okay. I'm going to stay. I'm not taking the team flight back. Jaguars leave video of urban at a bar girl, just grinding on him, dancing on him, man. Team apology, owner apology, urban Meyer apology, having to apologize to the team by position. It's just hilarious, dude. This is, yeah. this is so funny. His wife had posted earlier in the day, like, Oh, taking care of the dogs or whatever, taking care of the house while urban's gone or something like this is terrible. And the dudes <laughs> at the bar. Yeah. He's like, I never should have put myself in that situation. It's like, and he just tried to deflect blame, which is what they always do. It's like nobody yes. admits blame ever. It's like, you know, it's a political thing. People learn too. So you just deflect the blame. You never fully, you apologize, you apologize without accepting ownership. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't think he's being accountable. I, I think he feels bad that it came out, but I don't think he feels bad that it no. actually happened. And what was funny is that I saw, I saw this clip from first take that, surfaced on twitter from like before covid it was like january 2019 and it was the first take uh crew learning in real time that urban was going to be teaching a class on character at ohio state and so like, that resurfaced right a few days ago right after this and i was like i almost thought it was i was like is that from like a day ago i was like there's no way but uh yeah it was from a couple of years ago it's still pretty funny just what not gonna happen i'm gonna have to watch that because that's hilarious yeah, i'm I'll definitely send it to you but Pat, Mike Silver, 13 years at Sports Illustrated, host of the Pass It Down podcast, tweeting out some inside info about this, man. I find this hilarious. Yeah, he had some good stuff. Um, um, situation in Jacksonville has reached a crisis point, especially in the locker room. One player told me he has zero credibility in the stadium. Very <laughs> oh, little to no. begin with. Players were particularly put off by the fact Meyer canceled Monday's team meeting as he dealt with the uproar. uproar. He even canceled the team meeting. He was too scared. He only apologized to position groups individually not the whole team he said it was a random girl to the team and one player said we were just looking at him like what the f you know we all started dying laughing like the team thinks he's a joke it's time to fire him he does this he hires that racist strength coach and has to fire him after one day his first day on the job you bring in tim tebow man it's it's time to fire him urban meyer Mm, it's done yeah the tebow experiment you are going to waste the most transformative years of a generational talent at quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. If you leave urban Meyer in charge of these own four Jaguars, it's time to move on shot Khan. It's time to move on. Knowing the Jaguars and anything about their history though, they won't <laughs> like this no, will be a no. season long thing. And I hope, <laughs> I hope though. for urban's sake that he can come back from this, but I mean, I don't see the Jags going much better than like two and f- was it two and 15. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see him doing much better than that. Maybe grabbing a couple wins this season, but they just lost to the Bengals. Like, I I don't know. And the Bengals look better than I thought they would be, but still, if that's anything to showcase and then you got off the field, it's when the off the field problems happen too. And honestly, like them thinking he's a joke is way worse than them being mad at him. Like Mm. I would much rather my team be mad at me and I can like apologize and work toward building the trust again. than when you're walking out of team meetings and they're just like laughing at you. Yeah. He has no credibility, no respect in that locker room, man. And I feel like, I feel like I do with the Chicago bears and Matt Nagy when they win a game, if the Jags win a game, it's going to be in spite of urban Meyer. Like it's in (laughs) spite of Matt Nagy. It's not because of him. It's hundred percent of (laughs) hundred percent. Hopefully they move on, man, unless, you know, it's going to be a circus in Jacksonville otherwise. But sticking in the NFL, Stephon Gilmore, news this morning at like seven from Shefty that Gilmore gets cut. They end up trading him to the Panthers for a six-round pick. He's from South Carolina, went to college in South Carolina. So North Carolina is generally close to him and his family. Man, I like that we got some value. There's zero guaranteed money left on his contract, and we didn't want to pay him $7.5 million to not play for the first six, eight weeks, whatever it was. 
I'm just glad we got something back for him. But my problem is, Pat, Stephon Gilmore makes every single secondary in the NFL better. So it just hurts to lose a guy that had four fantastic years as a Patriot. But I saw a tweet from someone. I, I wish I knew who it was. They said, man, as successful of a free agent signing in four years as there can be in the NFL, pro, four Pro Bowls, all pro, defensive player of the year, two Super Bowl trips and a Super Bowl. I'll take it from Stephon Gilmore. Nothing but fond memories of him as a Pats fan. Yeah, he did all he could for the Pats. That's for sure. Definitely a legend in New England. And uh, it makes a lot of sense for the for the Panthers. I hadn't even yeah. considered that as a landing spot. And a lot of people didn't because I saw tweets that were like, who's going to win the sweepstakes? And it was like Dallas, Baltimore, uh, Tampa. But yep. it makes sense for the Panthers. They just lost J.C. Horn uh, for the year. So for them to go out and get Stefan Gilmore as a replacement, definitely good <laughs> work. Good. <laughs> good work by them. Yeah, they instantly filled that. It was like one week. They didn't actually. Yeah. They didn't even play a game without Jay Z Horn. He got injured in that game last week, and then they'll have Stefan Gilmore suiting up next next week. Yeah, I think he's out through week six. I think. From, oh, that's the, right. He was a physically PUP unfit. List, yeah, but, he was physically unfit. That's right. So but, not immediately, but. Yeah, but with all those injuries on both sides of the ball in uh, Caroline, it's definitely good to see him there, man, and uh, mm-hmm. wish him nothing but the best. I love him as a Pats fan. Nothing but good memories of Stefan, man. But, Pat, time to dive into the week four review. We got some good games to talk about. And, Pat, I'm telling you, if you got to cut me off during this first one because I've <laughs> yeah. been going for four or five minutes ranting, please do. But, uh, you know, Bucks, Patriots, Sunday night football, man. We lose by a field. We lose by two points. We lose mm-hmm. by a field goal. What a 19-17, I think. Now, Pat, Mac Jones completes 19 passes in a row. Sets all right, first time a rookie's done that in 35 years, ties Brady's record as a Patriot with 19 completions in a row. It's pretty hard to do. We had negative one rushing yards on the game. Damian (laughs) Harris gets hurt. Ramondre Stevenson is hurt. Brandon Bolden's our only healthy back because James White's on the IR. We have no rushing game. Mac Jones is playing fantastic. Terrible weather, most hyped up regular season game of all time in torrential downpours. And he works that offense down the field. Fourth and three and Bill Belichick doesn't trust him to throw the ball three yards, man. He just completed like 19 of 22 passes, 19 of 21 passes. Fourth and three, you have 36 year old Nick Folk, whose career long is 56 yards, Pat, attempt a 56 yard field goal in torrential downpours with heavy wind. Are you kidding? Imagine, imagine the confidence Mac Jones has Mm -hmm. if Bill Belichick says, I trust you to go for it here. Three yards after he is dominating a decimated Tampa Bay secondary. They're on their third, fourth, and fifth string center back, center backs, cornerbacks, dude. (laughs) I am so upset that we didn't win this game, but mostly because I thought we were going to lose by 20. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to get dominated and our defense stuck in this game, man. Our offense depleted, missing so many guys, played so well. Mac Jones had the best couple drives of his NFL career, as young as it is. And we didn't trust him to go win the game. I feel real damn good about Nick Folk kicking a 45-yard field goal or maybe a 51 if we get five yards. But you have 50-something seconds and a timeout. And you go for a 56-yard field goal, man. I'm I'm devastated that we lost. We could have and should have won that game. And the fact that it was Brady and we were playing so well against him, man, it hurts. It hurts to not win that game, Pat. It really does. I know. And we don't see Bill make too many coaching mistakes, oh. but I genuinely do feel like that was a coaching mistake. I know yes. they're at home. You try to kick the field goal, you know, f- force the game into extra, uh, overtime, but we would have won if we made the field goal. We, if you made it. So he, he was going for the win, but I I don't know. It's it's for sure a letdown. I know I'm, I'm not even the Pats fan here, but I don't know. I would I would have given him. What do you have to lose? I mean, what do you have to lose to let Mac try to go out there and get the three yard completion and keep going? Because then you get at least closer and you have a better chance. Yeah. 56 yards is crazy. It's, yeah. it's a long that's a long way for a lot of kickers. Especially, For a guy whose career long is 56. Yeah. And it was the da- yeah, it was downpouring the entire game, which makes Mac Jones's performance even better. You, mm. you, you got you had to have liked what you saw out of him. And the defense as well. Yeah. The defense to to shut down the box like they did was pretty impressive. And the Patriots, man, they don't look like a one and three team. They look much better than that. And I still they think they're gonna be in the playoff hunt. They've been playing some really good teams. We're playing the Texans this week, but man, that hurts. It, it just really hurt. And 
Brady breaks the all-time passing record with Drew Brees on the sideline, which is cool. But I was glad that Brady got a warm welcome when he first ran out, but Pats fans booed him afterwards. And I was yes. saying this to everyone. I was like, he's not our quarterback. I'm not mm-hmm. rooting. I, I hope he throws zero yards and 25 interceptions. Like, I don't want him to succeed. We're playing against him, you know? Yeah, that's what it is. You can, you know, you can cheer the guy on and give him a warm welcome beforehand. But once the game starts, at the end yeah. of the day, you're still trying to win. Oh man, it is tough, but uh, but that's all. I'm I, I'm I'm gonna stop ranting there, Pat. I'm gonna let you run us through the rest of these games because I didn't get to watch as much football as you did this weekend. But <laughs> I was glad I picked this next game, right, man? These Cardinals end up beating the Rams, dude. What a good game this was. Yeah, you did, and I I picked the Rams in that game. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. I mean, at home, I I can imagine why I did that. But yeah, the Cardinals won thirty-seven to twenty, which Kyler Murray looked awesome. Chase Edmonds looked awesome. James Conner has been a absolute workhorse in the backfield yep. too with Chase Edmonds. He got two touchdowns this week. I believe he got two touchdowns last week too. So he's hitting pay dirt and it's a good running back duo that they finally have working again, which is awesome compared to like Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds. Like this is yep. working out a lot better. I like, I liked the pickup of James Conner, but yeah, everyone looked great. AJ green has been an absolute find for the Cardinals. He's been awesome for them. Because D Hop's been struggling through a rib problem. But I mean, the Cardinals are legit. And I'll talk yeah. about it too in my, you know, what I've learned. But the Cardinals are very legit. They have all the weapons. We've talked about that before. This was a battle of the three and O's, and I thought the Rams were gonna win, but I don't know. It just wasn't there for them tonight. Uh or not tonight, sun uh Sunday night. Sorry. I don't know why I said tonight. Oh, good. <laughs> the biggest thing with the Rams right now is everyone's talking about Robert Woods. Like, what are they doing with Robert Woods? Like he's barely, he's barely running routes. They have him out there blocking. And uh McVay is saying, you know, we're we're gonna try to get him more involved, but one of their best attacking weapons they haven't even been utilizing. So for the Rams to have been three and oh now three and one, and they're not even really utilizing Robert Woods. It's good. He did score in the last game, but it's going to be awesome for them to continue to use him and have him and Cooper cup be like a tandem again. And then you still have Tyler Higby, Van Jefferson. So the Rams have a lot of weapons and I don't think this loss is going to hurt them too much, but it's a huge win for the Cardinals for sure. They, you know, the Rams seem like the consensus best team in the league after they beat Brady's bucks, but you got to think that takes a lot of energy to go beat that bucks team and then play this Cardinals team the next week. This Cardinals team has so many weapons, Pat. And I got to tell you, man, when you have AJ Green, D Hop, <laughs> Chase Edmonds, James Conner, Rondell Moore was a second round pick this year. Like mm-hmm. it is deep. Kyler Murray is in that MVP conversation and the Rams are still going to be a contender. But when you look at how many guys are getting involved in Arizona, it does make you scratch your head about Robert Woods on the other side of the ball a little bit. You're like, are you sure you can't get this guy involved? Are you sure it has to be next week or the following week? He's yeah, he's a fantastic wide receiver. Let's get him moving. Yeah, he was drafted high in fantasy too, I think, across the board in yep. most leagues. So definitely a letdown for a lot of people. But the next game, Chandler's the Ravens Broncos, which obviously the biggest the biggest talking point is the end of the game. <laughs> I'm pumped that the Ravens won. Good win. Good win. Defense looked awesome. We held the Broncos to seven points in Denver. And we scored 23 points against a very good Denver defense as well. So I was happy with that. Lamar looked awesome. 316 yards, one TD, no picks. He had 28 more on the ground. He hasn't had that many rushing yards recently, but I believe that's, I could be mistaken, but consecutive 300 yard games. I would have to double check that, but Lamar has looked awesome. I think we have more of a clear running back situation. Now Tyson Williams did not play Latavius Murray got 18 carries and uh, Le'Veon Bell, we saw Bell out there. They're, I think they're going to give Bell another uh, another game to try to expand. They're going to expand his touches, see what he can do. Maybe we'll have some checkdowns to Le'Veon Bell. I would love that because if we could yeah. get him involved in the passing game and have him and Latavius, Latavius be the bell cow, just like Mark Ingram was, and then we have a receiving back too. That's awesome. But anyways, <laughs> at the end of the game, Ah, Lamar had 287 last week. So very close to okay, 300, yep. very close, almost consecutive. But at the end of the game, we're, so we're trying to break the rushing record. I mean, I believe it's a uh, 43 straight games with a hundred, a uh, hundred plus rushing yards. Yep. And we were just a couple yards short. And uh, instead of taking the knee, you know, John Harbaugh makes the call. He's like, Hey, we're going to go for the, we're going to tie the record. And then we're going to try to beat it next week. So all instead of taking the knee, all he did was run the ball. And I think Lamar got like five yards out of it. And I had no problem with that. Obviously I'm a Ravens fan, but I looked to like Shannon Sharp 
Shannon Sharp, uh, he said, you know, I I would love to play for John Harbaugh making a move like that. Like I I love what he's all about. And uh, yeah, who cares? It's like, I think he, I don't remember if it was him, but somebody said, you know, you had 60 minutes of football to do something about it. <laughs> it's like, why didn't you? And then uh, I believe they called, I, they were throwing, they had no chance left in that game. They're like 30 seconds left. They called like three timeouts. They're throwing the ball and uh, down 16. Uh, yeah. Down 16. There's no chance of winning. And Harbaugh's like, I didn't know there was a such thing as like a 16 point play in the, in that, the NFL, just trashing on them because well, the uh, Broncos coach Vic Fangio. Yes, it was, was in response. One, it was, yeah. he had said, he's like in 37 years of football, I've never seen anything like this, but it makes sense because that's how they run it over that they don't care about player yeah. safety. And John Harbaugh is like, well, you're talking about things that don't make sense, <laughs> but a 16 <laughs> point play to end a game with 10 seconds. Left. Yes. Yeah. They, you, you gave a clear, uh, depiction of that of that conversation He's hilarious that conversation, but back and forth yeah Vic Fangio started it I would say you know <laughs> he, he was just pissed that he lost he was because he was he was like oh that was kind of bullshit by the Ravens but it's like not really it's if I was a head coach and I wanted to go for that record I would probably do the same thing I think that if you pulled every single NFL player they would 98.5% of them would say they'd rather play for John Harbaugh than Vic Fangio. Okay. hundred so percent. I'm rocking with John yeah. Harbaugh. He's earned sport. that respect. Everyone should. And I rock with Shannon Sharp. So I'm certainly rocking with my Ravens and John Harbaugh, but uh, yeah, I'm glad you do too. Cause obviously it's an out, outside perspective, yeah. not just a Ravens fan talking trash. Hey, those Ravens look good. And I wish Teddy Bridgewater was playing for those Broncos and didn't get hurt so that he could have yeah. been out there and it wasn't Drew Locke, but the, that defense looked awesome, man. And uh, Pat, moving on those, how good do those chargers look against the Raiders on Monday night football up 21, nothing at half, Justin yeah, Herbert, three touchdowns in the first half, man. That was incredible. They looked awesome. I know you almost thought you were beating me to fantasy with, <laughs> with Herbert at the half. Almost okay. Herbert was looking real close, but then uh, they were up and they didn't have to do much in the second half. Yeah. A lot it of was, running the ball. <laughs> it was cool. My buddy was at that game and he was pissed though, because they had the lightning delay and it's a domed <laughs> stadium, which everyone was like, what is the point of this? Like John Gruden was mad. They were like, they were like, we're in a domed stadium. Like, why is there a lightning delay? You build like 45 a brand minutes. New- Brand new five billion dollar indoor stadium and in you, you delay a game for lightning. How does <laughs> <Yeah>. that work? <laughs> Forty five minutes, and you know it's Monday night football where like I can only watch till halftime as it is, and then when the game doesn't kick off till eight fifty, <laughs> it's like I caught like a quarter of that game and then yeah. had to watch the highlights. So that kind of screwed me over, and I'm sure a lot of other you know working people. But bottom line, the Chargers did look great, and. Yeah, the Raiders got their first loss, not 3-0 anymore. And another game where more targets are getting involved for Justin Herbert. And like Keenan Allen didn't have a great game, but Mike Williams was solid of their tight end. I'm not going to pretend to know how to say his name. Looked great. Jared Cook looked great. So they they were working real well, man. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers look really, really solid. Yeah, and Herbert sounds so humble talking about his yeah. guys. Like he's talking, he's like, you know, it's about they were out trying to compliment him. He's like, you know, it's more about like the guys, you know, outside of Keenan and Mike, uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, who are, you know, performing. He was like, Jared Cook had an awesome game. Like we got guys protecting me. You know, he's just Jared Justin Herbert's looking like a good team leader. There's not many young quarterbacks in the league you would take over Justin Herbert. There really no, isn't. He's definitely right not. At the top of I that like list. him. Yeah, he looks real good, man. Now, another great young quarterback, Josh Allen. Dude, after losing week one, how about these Bills? Shut yeah. up the Texans 40 to nothing, Pat. <laughs> 40 to nothing. Unbelievable. And that's their second shutout in the last three weeks as well. Two shutouts. Man. So not only is the offense working, the defense is working overtime too. And, and Pat, not counting that week one loss, you put this on here, dude. Last three games, 118 to 21. Mm-hmm. 118 to 21 in their last yeah. three games. That, that's that's 39 to seven a game. That's yep. nuts. And all 21 were scored in one game. Like the other two were just complete blowouts. And I know they played the Texans last game, but still 40 to nothing is insane yeah. for a professional football team to get beat 40 to nothing. Like this isn't like FBS versus FCS, you know, like this isn't, this isn't Alabama versus North Dakota state. This is a professional football teams from Buffalo and Houston. And one just gets absolutely outclassed. 
Yeah, it, that was tough, man. And those bills are looking so good. And you have it on here. They're playing the Chiefs next week, man, in Kansas City. So that's going to be a great that's game. That's going to be a great game. Yep. And the Chiefs could drop back below 500 again. They could uh, could be two and three, or they could finally go up to three and two. Uh, but I don't know. It's going to be tough for them, the way the bills have looked and the way the Chiefs have looked. I think the yep. Chiefs were like 11th in power rankings or something. And the bills, I believe, were number one. Or they were up Gosh. there. No, Cardinals were number one. Josh Gordon making his debut against Buffalo this week. I'm hearing my, my sources are telling me. I know that Adam, was when we Adam left Schefter. off too. I think we talked about it last week. He was reinstated, but yep, uh, yeah, yep. on the chiefs. Yeah. And I think he's going to, yeah, he should make his debut, <laughs> man. Moving on these bears, man, the bears get the win. David Montgomery has a fantastic game, but he limps off injured 24 points against these lines. We both picked the lines cause we have no faith in the bears, but man, they were looking all right. <laughs> They got the rushing attack going, and, you know, the Lions don't have much going for them right now, unfortunately. Justin Fields, though, Pat, it finally happened. It fi- Matt Nagy wants to keep his job. It's official. Justin Fields is the starter for the Chicago Bears moving forward. Yeah, and just a few days ago, I think I had had it on here, like, earlier in the week that they were going to go with Dalton. What He was like, Dalton's my starter when healthy, but now it's, you know, um, it's, it's Justin's time and he's our starter going forward. So I don't know how much I take his word for it, but I'm, I'm glad that that's the biggest takeaway from this bears thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. They got their season high in points in 24, which obviously isn't a lot of points, but uh, for Justin Fields to get the starting spot, I'm happy for him. And I think he'll be one of the better. I think he'll be one of the better rookie quarterbacks to develop. It is going to take time because the bears are not good. Yeah, yeah, none of these rookie quarterbacks have really looked too impressive outside of Mac Jones, who's been very conservatively impressive. Like, he's not wowing anybody, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, nothing. nothing's crazy. It's uh, just Mac Jones playing, you know, decent football. Zach Wilson looked pretty decent, though, as those he Titans did. get a loss, man. I mean, the Jets beat the Titans in overtime, man. And again, Derrick Henry, 34 carries, I think, for 150 <laughs> and a touchdown, but... When you don't have Julio Jones and you don't have A.J. Brown, it's tough to get that offense going with just mm-hmm. Derrick Henry. Like, you gave him the ball 35 times. You know, that's like – that's how many times a quarterback attempts passes in a game, like, when they're passing a lot. Like, this yeah. is a lot to give Derrick Henry the ball. <laughs> it's going back to, like, Derrick Henry's high school stats. There was, like, that one game where he had, like, 50 carries or just something ridiculous. <laughs> He's finishing a season with, like, 500 carries. It's unbelievable. But, yeah. Remind – good no i was just say i mean he's just an absolute workhorse they just all they could do is hand him the ball they had no other game plan yeah when i looked at the stats scrolling through the box score i thought about demarco maria on that cowboys team where he had like <laughs> yeah. 429 carries at the end of the year and then he didn't play ever again because he was always hurt and it's like yeah, yeah. he ran this guy into the ground luckily king henry man uh, there's no stopping this guy yeah he's just built different i i don't know what you can do about him I told you after the season, we're going to be looking at Derrick Henry in some all-time conversations, man. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, this guy is an all-time great. Giants beating the Saints, Pat, another OT. First win of the season as well for the Giants, man. But I got to tell you, it's still looking pretty bleak for those Giants. And I don't know what to think of these Saints. I really don't. I'm constantly confused by them week yeah. in, week out. I don't know what team we're getting when they show up. It's it's inconsistent play, and maybe that's you know the the blessing and the curse of Jameis being at the helm is like you could be in for something miraculous, or you could just be in for a total dud. And nothing the, in between. <laughs> yeah, and I and I've noticed it. I mean, I probably would have noticed it otherwise. But as a Kamara owner in fantasy, they don't throw him the ball anymore. He he Not barely gets deal. targeted. He barely gets receptions. They don't use him in the passing game anymore, and I don't really understand why because that was always a huge part of their offense. And not only that, they don't even have Mike Thomas. So I don't know why they're not diverting some of that volume to Kamara. It's like he should be eating in the backfield, but he's not. Like he, I mean, he did get his high. I think he got his career high in carries last week. It was either last week or the week before. But uh, So that's a good sign. But he's just not getting utilized in the pass game, which with a guy like Kamara and his body type, I feel like that's what you want to do. A little controversial that you're saying you should give the ball to a top five running back in the yeah, NFL. Right. I mean, this guy's only dominated the league for the last like so, years. That's so far-fetched. Didn't he have like a six-touchdown game last year? Maybe yeah. like five? <laughs> yeah, that was in a fantasy playoffs. Yeah, it was like week like 16 or 15 or something. 
This guy is an elite level running back, especially catching the ball out of the backfield, man. It's nuts. They're not giving him the ball maybe because they feel like they can finally throw the ball downfield with Jameis. They don't have to do as many check downs, but it does not make sense. Yeah. What I don't like to see is Taysom Hill getting rushing touchdowns and not Alvin <laughs> Kamara. That breaks my heart. Dude, that what that one rush he had off the right tackle, though, man, he was, that was good. Through. To watch yeah, a quarterback was... drag defenders is weird. Like that's Cam Newton. That's Mike Vick. Like that's it's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's weird to watch Taysom Hill do it. <laughs> yeah, clearly Taysom Hill can't just be like a normal starter. I feel like he's just going to be stuck in like this utility player role for his entire career, which he thrives in. It's not right. a bad thing. I just feel like he's not going to ever carry a team as a quarterback. He's just going to be like a utility quarterback. Also, if I'm not wrong, and now I have to look it up real quick, but I'm pretty sure Taysom Hill's like 30. Like, I'm pretty sure that he's yeah, he's getting he's getting older. He's not he's old, 31. But... Like, yeah, he's okay. not he's never gonna be a starting quarterback in that no, It would probably never not. make sense. <laughs> Last probably game not. that we're gonna touch before we go through our picks, Pat Seahawks beating those 49ers, and Jimmy G gets knocked on in this game. They don't know if he's gonna be ready to go. Trey Lance gets to play a little bit. Maybe he threw a ball to George Kittle that I was hoping he was going to catch in double <laughs> yeah. coverage in the end zone to give me a chance against you in fantasy. But, hey, Seahawks get the win, man. We both picked the Niners. Good win from Russell Wilson. And, uh, you know, he gets to play in that Thursday night game this week, and Russell Wilson loves that primetime. But any impressions off the Seahawks-Niners game? Trey Lance looked good. I mean, he was only 9 for 18, <laughs> but 157 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he had that huge play to Debo Samuel. It was broken yeah. coverage, but that was awesome. You love to see that. Debo has been a monster this year. Yes. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk is getting receptions. He had four catches for 41 yards. I don't know if they're giving him touches in the backfield too. <laughs> no, they're not. But uh, that would be cool to see too because you I never know what's going to happen with a 49ers running back. It's a different running back every week. That is true, man. That's absolutely true. I saw a tweet the other day about a guy that just loves fullbacks and he did a parlay on two different fullbacks to get a touchdown and they both scored. And, you know, <laughs> he won like 900 bucks off of like $20 bet. But Kyle juice check was one of them like the week prior. That's awesome. Dude, dude was like, I just love fullbacks. Like, yeah, <laughs> I just love fullbacks. And I was I'm like, Hey, we're a Pat Ricard podcast, man. I love Pat fullbacks Ricard, too. Kyle use check. Those are our guys. Those are, uh, yeah, I guess we're a fullback podcast too. We like <laughs> I like it, man. Pat, this week you went 11 and five in these picks. I went eight and eight. So you took the lead back by two games. You're 39 and 25. I'm 37, 27. A <laughs> little bit you of know? separation. A little bit. I, I am feeling good, though, that we're both like decently positive. Like we're yeah. both we're both way over 500, which I'm feeling good about. You know? Yeah, um, that's good. Because even if we, you know, we have like eight and eight weeks from here on out, as long as we don't go like four and 12, we're we're looking good. We, we might know what we're talking about a little bit on here. We a little might. bit. We might. A little bit. There has been some easy <laughs> matchups to pick, I think. But, but, uh, but uh, there, hey, there were some bad losses last week. Like, I didn't know, you know, Julio and A.J. Brown were going to be out. I probably still oh, wouldn't have picked man. the Jets, but maybe it would have influenced my decision. It is a little tough when we make picks on, like, Tuesday or Wednesday and the games on, like, Sunday or Monday. There's a lot of room for error and uh, injury and all that <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Yeah, you pick the Chiefs. It's like Mahomes is done for the year. It's so, wow, <laughs> nice. That uh, pick's not going to be right. And, Pat, man, it's, it's time to move on to these week five picks, dude. So we're going to get into these starting off Thursday night football. Rams at Seahawks. How are we feeling? This is a great Thursday night game, especially compared to was it Bengals Jaguars last Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for this. I, I'm I'm gonna go Rams. I I know the Seahawks edged it out against the Niners and they're playing in Seattle, but I think the Rams will bounce back. I don't see McVay taking two losses in a row, so I'll take the Rams. I feel the same way, and I want so badly to pick the Seahawks, but I think I overrated them to start the season. Like I have, I have Russell Wilson glasses on sometimes man like i i just see him in such a positive light and like i want to root for him so bad he's such a great guy i love him as a player but i don't think the seahawks roster as is as good as i thought they were going to be to start the year so i'm going rams too man that that rams offense in prime time on thursday night is going to look pretty good i like it i like it. we'll ride with the rams this week maybe they'll let us down but <laughs> Jets Falcons, Pat, that's, that's not a game I want any part of. I don't want to watch any bit of this. I tell you what I picked, uh, I picked Washington last week. I knew Atlanta was going to blow it. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm just going to ride with the same thing again. I'm going to actually pick the Jets this week. I'm saying the Falcons might blow it again. The Jets almost blew it against the Titans for had to go to OT to get the job done. Yep. But you know what? Even if it happens in Atlanta, I think the Jets come out on top. 
I think the Jets get it done in Atlanta. I've been saying like the Falcons can't be this bad. Like this offense has to get going, but like maybe they, <laughs> they are. Might, they bad. might just be and that bad. Maybe Kyle Pitts just isn't quite ready yet. And maybe Calvin Ridley's not a number one. Like I don't want to pick this Jets team, but I, I, I'm still going to go Falcons. I'm still going to go Falcons. I can't pick the Jets yet, but like the Falcons, I'm, I've about had it with them. Like this might be yeah. the last week. I think I've picked them like three weeks and they've just been terrible, Pat. They've been I, terrible. Yeah. And I want to pick them. Like I, like you said, I want the offense to get going, but they just have no chemistry. Mm. There's just no rapport there. You're right. Kyle Pitts might not be ready. And uh, the Jets defense, I think is good enough to hold them. And I think the Jets can get it done. I, I, I don't blame you there, man. Lions at Vikings. Those Browns beat the Vikings last week, 14 to seven. So I didn't have to get on here and give a Kirk color. Kirk Cousins apology like I was thinking I might have to those Vikings fall to one and three Pat but I'm still picking them in this game I don't I don't know if these Lions are winning the game anytime soon but I think this Vikings offense has too much for them the Vikings yeah. <laughs> have lost some good games too they've they've played some serious definitely. competition so far definitely I'm thinking yeah I'm thinking it's going to be Lions Jaguars just at the bottom of the barrel and I'm sure everyone's <laughs> expecting that at this point maybe the Falcons will be there to join them Texans but, uh, to boot too, you know. <laughs> they had Texans to boot. There you go. That's there's a few teams down there. They're scraping <laughs> the bottom of the barrel. But you know, I tell you what, Kirk had a bad week last week, so that means he's probably going to have a great week this week. And uh, I'll ride with the Vikings for that reason. I like it. Saints at Washington football team. Like I said, Pat, I have no idea how to feel about the Saints team, but I am starting to kind of feel the Heineke vibe over there in yeah. Washington. Like. He's throwing 300 yards and two touchdowns. He's not turning the ball over like crazy Mm -hmm. working hard. He's an XFL guy. Like he's played in other leagues, working his way here. I'm going to Washington over the saints. Yeah. And his connection to Terry McLaurin looks awesome. I I know they lost Logan Thomas, but Hey, it didn't hurt him too much in this matchup. So I'm I'm going to ride with Washington too. We don't know what these saints are like. They're playing in Washington. I'm going to give, I'm going to give Heineke uh, the benefit of the doubt one more week. That's at Houston, man. I mean, it's got to be the Pats, right? Patriots, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got, they, they showed out against the Bucs. I'm confident they can go to Houston, who just got blown out 40 to nothing. And I don't know where you go on the drawing board from 40 to nothing. I mean, there's just <laughs> there's a lot of corrections that need to be made. So I'll, I'll go the, with the Patriots. The answer on the drawing board is Deshaun Watson. I wish I could <laughs> yeah. write it in huge letters for David Culley in that you know that hmm. you can't win a game if Deshaun Watson's not playing if Tyrod Taylor's not playing Davis Mills isn't going to get it done obviously going with the Pats Buffalo scores 40 to nothing on them I'm gonna go Pats like 24 to 7 I think it'll be a pretty easy win for them 100% Dolphins at Tampa Bay Pat we going Bucks both ways here yeah we got the Florida matchup I'll, I'll go with the Bucks the uh, the Dolphins just have let me down I thought they were going to look so much better than they have and I know, you know, obviously it's a one game difference between one and three and two and two, which two and two sounds so much better. But I think they're a bad looking one and three. Yeah. And I think the Bucs are a very good looking three and one could be four and oh. So I'll, I'll take the Bucs. Yeah. And the Dolphins are heading towards one and four, which is an even uglier number. Definitely very, going yeah, Bucks that's there. Bad. Packers at Bengals, Pat. I like part of me wants to pick the Bengals. Part of me really part wants me. to pick the Bengals, but Aaron Rodgers three wins in a row looking fantastic man pack it the win this week i'm going with the packers man as much as i want to pick the Bengals, i don't think they have quite enough to beat a team of this caliber i think i think the um the packers are still top four or five in the nfc like i still think they're Mm -hmm. that good see if it was with the spread i would take the Bengals. like maybe that's something i'll do i don't know i don't know what the points they're giving them is i'd imagine they're plus I don't know, four and a half, three and a half or something. But uh, I think it's going to be a close game, but I will take the Packers. It's It's got to be Aaron Rodgers, man. Do we have a tan update yet? Do we have a tan update? He's, I don't know. <laughs> he, uh, he was looking real scraggly last week. It was, <laughs> I, it's just not shaving the hair. It's, it's rough. Bengals are plus three and a half this week, Pat. Plus 155 on the money line. Wow. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I uh, See, I would take the Bengals plus three and a half, but I will not take them money line. I could throw 10 bucks on that. But Denver at Pittsburgh, man. Who are we going there? And how hurt is Teddy Bridgewater? Because I, I uh, that's a really good that question. That was one thing I didn't catch from last week, and we are letting the audience down right now. But. Returns to team meetings and weight room. We will uh, yeah, find so that. They don't out. know yet. He's in concussion protocol. So 
I tell Let's you just what, say this, Drew Locke's going. I tell you what, the Steelers are really bad. I don't know. I don't, they, they don't, and that's not really bad. I mean, they did play a good Packers team, but the week before that was the Bengals, and they just they're not up to the expectations. And I think I think they're gonna lose. I think the Broncos can get it done. The defense Dude. is just gonna shut them down. Big Ben's gonna feel a lot of pressure, which yeah. he does not do well. I saw um, that since Chase Claypool posted a TikTok last year saying like I've never lost or something because the Steelers had won 10 in a row. They're two oh, and eight since he posted oh, that TikTok. Chase. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to go Broncos as well, Pat. I mean, even if it's drew lock, I feel like drew lock can get a win against this, this Steelers team. They're not looking great yet. And we were saying after that first game, are we underrating the Steelers? No, we're not. No. Ben Roethlisberger's ancient. They need to get Cam Newton or someone in there, man, because it's looking terrible. It yeah, really if anything, is. I overrated them coming into the season. I truly it, did. Pat, a team I still think you're overrating, those Philadelphia Eagles, man. Eagles at the Panthers. I'm going Panthers all day there. Stephon Gilmore won't be playing in this game, but Sam Darnold and Chubba Hubbard getting it done, man. Doesn't matter if McCaffrey's out there. J.C. Horn, 3-1, and one, man. I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with the Panthers. I'm going to go with the Panthers as well. I just, I can't put my faith in the Eagles any longer, even though Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith do have a better connection. It's just, and I know, you know, he does have a decent connection with Dallas Goddard too. There's just not enough there. The backfield, Miles Sanders hasn't been that productive. They can't really establish the run at all. I think the Panthers will get it done. Titans at Jags, Pat. We trust the Urban Meyer effect. You think that locker room's in a good spot? It's it's gonna be a tough scene in Jacksonville for a while. Uh, I will take the Titans, and I hope I hope Julio or AJ Brown, one of them, is back. Yeah, one way or another, though, I still think they're winning that game, even if they're missing. Uh, half yeah, their even if you court. hand it off, you got to hand it off to Derrick Henry thirty six times. It's like I think that'll still get the job done. Pat, I think this is the second best game of the week, man. Browns at Chargers. I think that's going to be such a fun game to watch. I think there's going to be a decent amount of points, a lot of big plays. Who we got? Cleveland at the Los Angeles Chargers. That's going to be an awesome game. And I think I'll go with the Chargers. I I think I will go with the Chargers. Uh, I think they're going to get it done. I don't know. They looked awesome against the Raiders. They were at home. I think they're, you know, they don't have to travel. They're going to be at home again. The Browns were they were the Browns traveling to Minnesota last time? Yeah, at Minnesota. Yep. One fourteen. So another road game all the way across the country to uh to LA to the brand new stadium. Wow. Yeah, I'll take the Chargers in this one. I think they'll get it done. If there's a lightning delay, I'm picking the Browns um, at SoFi Stadium. (laughs) But I'm uh, I'm going with the Chargers, man. Um, I think they. I think, you know, the Browns, it's a good win, but 14 to seven over the Vikings doesn't make me confident that they can go on the road to Los Angeles and win against the Chargers. Justin Herbert, man, I'm telling you, he is so much fun to watch and he is in great form right now. Uh, I'm going with I'm going with the Chargers there. Yeah, the Chargers Paul, have a I was just saying, they, they have a great defense. Awesome. And yeah. they showed in the Raiders game. The biggest thing is that they don't need Keenan Allen and Mike Williams to score points. You know, they're not one and two wideouts that he he can hit other guys to score points. So that was a great sign for them. That's big. And that's a confidence boost for those guys without a doubt. Now we got the bears at the Raiders. Do the Raiders come back? Can they be Justin Fields and the bears, Justin Fields and the bears at home, Pat? We think the Ra- Yeah. Raiders at home going back to Vegas. They'll get it done in front of the home crowd. Pat, I think, unfortunately we have picked every single game the same way so far. Did we? I'm going I'm going with the Raiders as well, man. I, I don't have faith in the Bears. I've said it every week on this podcast, and I don't think Justin Fields can get it done against this team. It's got to be a bounce-back week for the Raiders. They looked so bad. Their offensive line looked terrible, yeah, man. you got to imagine good. Gruden whips them into the shape, into shape, especially a home game. I I, I got to feel like they can win at home and, and pull one out, man. I, mm-hmm. I think I think they are a good 3-1. and one. I really do. 100%. And this game 49. could – Yeah, as I say, this game could be – Without a doubt, man. 49ers at Cardinals. Go ahead, man. It's going to be a real good game. I was, yeah, I mean, I picked the Rams against the Cardinals last week. But the Cardinal, I mean, the Cardinals beat them by 17 points. They looked yeah. unreal. The Cardinals looked awesome. The 49ers, now I'm curious what Trey Lance will do for an entire start. He did, you know, he looked decent coming in. Uh, I don't know. with Losing Jimmy G, Trey Lance coming in, it's a lot of question marks. I don't know if I have enough faith in them to win on the road in Arizona. Yeah. And Arizona just has everything working for them right now. I'll definitely, I'll, I'll go Cardinals. Last undefeated team in the league, right? 
Yeah. Everyone else lost. The Panthers, man, the yep. Raiders, the Broncos, everyone else lost. It's got to be the Cardinals. This offense has so much, dude. And the way they spread the ball out and the way Kyler Murray runs the ball and spreads the love, gets it to absolutely everybody. I'm going Cardinals, <laughs> he does. man. He, he really does, man. And it looks so good. He's so much fun to watch. And people had him as a dark horse MVP candidate for this season. And I see it, man. He looks fantastic. He, he really does. does. Looked a heck of a lot better than Matt Stafford last week. <laughs> Now we got the Giants at the Cowboys, man. It's it's got to be the Cowboys, Pat. I, I like I want to pick something different than you, but I'm not I'm not gonna try to give up the record just to do it. You know, like the Cowboys got to win this game. I know, and like maybe next game we'll pick something different. Like maybe we'll have <laughs> one game different this week. I'm gonna feel bad if we have all the same picks, but <laughs> I can't in good conscience pick the Giants this week. I'll have to pick the Cowboys. I'm doing the same thing, and Pat, you don't have to, but I'm going with Bills, man. You don't have to pick the Chiefs. But I'm going to go Bills in this game. The Chiefs, they're still trying to figure some things out. I know Mahomes threw five touchdowns this week. He looked awesome. But I got to tell you, man, those stats you put up here for the Bills, one of the last three games, <laughs> 118 yeah. to 21 with two shutouts. This team is soaring right now. I got to imagine that they're going to ride that high of three straight wins into this game. And even though it's at Arrowhead, this is a revenge game for the Bills, man, losing to the Chiefs in the playoffs last year. So I'm rocking with the Bills. I think Josh Allen goes and gets it done. Yeah, I'm going to I'll go with the Chiefs in this game at home. That's pretty much my only reasoning. I mean, it's a toss up like the Bills look awesome. All the reasons you said the Chiefs are still figuring a couple things out. They are two and two. But hey, it's a like, you know, three and one, two and two, not much different. And uh, I I will take the Chiefs at home. I like that this is the Sunday night game, though. That's for sure. Like, yeah. it's it's an exciting Sunday. And at night least game. we got a we got one pick different here because I hope you're ta- I hope you're going with me on this next pick. <laughs> I should should I pick the Colts? They just nah. got their first win, man. Colts at Ravens. It's it's be more all day. Yeah, B-more it's Baltimore. Bank, yeah, the Ravens are getting it is. at the bank for sure. We'll we'll both go with the Ravens. So we got one different pick this week. So you're not <laughs> you can't catch me no matter what happens. I'll still be up by at least a game. <laughs> just depends who gets that Bills Chiefs game. Maybe there'd be like a draw or something. We can get funky with it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. it's Yeah. I will say I, uh, I said the jets were going to get it done in Atlanta. I forgot that game is in London this Sunday. So they are playing in London. That game is at, if I can read this nine 30 in the morning, I think is, uh, I think it's kickoff. So nine 30 AM they're not in Atlanta. So both teams traveling, I'm still going with the jets for sure, but they're not in Atlanta. That kind of kind of is strange. I'm a, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm I'm gonna stay Falcons because maybe Zach Wilson has never played oh, so we have, uh, anywhere crazy. Right, so we do have two picks different. Okay, we do have two. Oh, that's true. Yeah, my bad. I must have missed. No, that you're good. <laughs> you're good. We got yeah. two picks different. All right, yeah. so there's a chance I catch up. Yeah, don't put, don't, don't put me down. Don't put me down for the Falcons. I don't want to. <laughs> all right, Pat. Let's move on, man. That was fun picking all the games. We got to do a couple listener questions. Only got time for a few from Brett. Too early to name Jason Tatum MVP? Yes, dude. Yeah. He hasn't even <laughs> cracked the top 10 in the to the NBA players yet, but I think he can this year. I think that's the big thing. I think Jason Tatum solidifies Good. himself as a top 10 player in the NBA this year. Yeah, and I think Jalen Brown's going to play the way he needs to play, and it's going to be so conducive to the way Tatum needs to play, too. Mm. I think they're going to really gel this year. I think the Celtics are going to hit a good stride. I don't know if we'll be winning anything because it's just so much stiff competition in the NBA right now. Philly's looking a little weaker, but we usually don't have problems against Philly anyways. We usually have their number. But, yeah, it's definitely too early to name Tatum MVP. But I think (laughs) he'll have his best season. Another question from Brett is Brady, the most popular Boston sports personality ever, Pat. I tried thinking about this. I tried coming up with other guys, but it's Brady, man. It's not Ortiz. It's not bird. It's not Russell. It's not Havlicek. It's not Gretzky, man. Like it's or Bobby or sorry. It's, it's Brady, man. I mean, no one else comes close in my opinion. It's Brady than everybody else. Just like it is in NFL history, Brady than everyone else. That's what I think it is yeah. for Boston sports. I mean, no one comes close in my opinion. <laughs> And there's so many icons, but I feel like everyone knows Brady. Like, you know, you might you might go somewhere and say Dustin Pedroia. No, someone might not know what you're talking about, I guess. <laughs> it's hard to imagine just coming out of New England or Larry Bird. I would have to imagine everyone knows that. But I feel like way more people know who Tom Brady is. Like you could, you know, if we're just talking about biggest sports personality or most popular, I feel like we could, you know, go international and people know who Tom Brady mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I don't think it's even close there. 
Joe Braverman, are the Nets still title favorites if Kyrie does not get vaccinated, Pat? I think it's I think it gets a little closer because I think the Lakers would be up there. But uh yeah, I mean they still have Kevin Durant and James Harden. And <laughs> right. there's been a lot, yeah. It's sometimes when you have that many ball handlers, it's like where does the ball go? It's kind of tough. So maybe with just Harden and Durant, maybe it'll work out better. I don't know. It's it's tough to lose a guy like Kyrie for sure, but I don't know. I I got to imagine they're still title favorites. The lines might close, but I got to imagine they're still favorites. They signed Patty Mills as a backup point guard. I think that's an awesome replacement Patty Mills as a spot-up shooter. They also re-signed LaMarcus Aldridge and signed Paul Millsap. I love the depth they have. Yeah. But if Kyrie doesn't get vaccinated, I'll go the Lakers as the title favorite. They have ridiculous depth. They signed DeAndre Jordan, Russell Westbrook, Malik Monk. The list goes on and on and on and on with Ariza and all these other guys. So mm-hmm. I, I would go Nets if Kyrie's playing. But if he's not, then I'm going to go Lakers for sure. All right. Yeah. So we're riding Nets Lakers again this year. And I have a feeling we're just going to be both wrong again. Oh, it's going to be Bucks Warriors without a doubt. We're such (laughs) such generic NBA fans. We're we're going Bucks. Bucks. Sorry, not Bucks. We're going Nets Lakers again. (laughs) We're basic, man. We we don't know everything. But we might know something on this last question, Pat. From Brett, a really large and determined, which I think are just awesome adjectives for this, really large and determined snapping turtle versus an ostrich. So I feel like we kind of got to put the scale like up to ostrich size almost for the snapping turtle. Yeah, they got to be pretty much equal. It's obviously not like off the ground like an ostrich is, but I got to go with the snapping turtle because I feel like if you make this thing larger, like how could an ostrich hurt this thing, you know? Has a has an armor on its back, deadly bite, and it would take a while for that snapping turtle to have a chance to get a kill shot in. Yeah. But I just I can't see the ostrich doing damage, even though it has the speed, even though it has, you know, I was about to say the reach, but I guess that's just its neck. It can't even fly with its wings. You know <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean? it's a flightless <laughs> bird. Yeah, it can't go anywhere. Maybe like, it doesn't have the reach. <laughs> how's it going to do damage against the shell? You know, like it's right. just not going to happen. If the, if the turtle sees an attack, I mean, it could just pop right back in its yeah. shell, then pop out. I just, I think the turtle has, I, I think it's an easy dub for the turtle, honestly. And I don't also, think this is close. a snapping turtle can bite your finger off just like that, man. So if, if you put that thing at the massive size, that, that bite power, man, that's, that that ostrich is done. Yeah, Don't one of those thin ostrich necks or legs. Those things are done. <laughs> those things are smoked if a turtle gets a hand of it, uh, a hold of it. All right, so we're keeping with the the same picks, just like in the NFL. Man. We we're both going snap snapping turtle. We might have to post that one. See what the people think, man. See if <laughs> there's any ostrich knowledge we don't know about. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. <laughs> All right, Pat, man, we're gonna get to wrapping this show up. But before you know, we get into what we've learned, as always, quick ad from Book Thinkers. So, do you read personal development books? If so, you should check out Book Thinkers. This is a company that's dedicated to helping you fulfill your life through books. Every day on IG and every single week on their podcast, which you can find on any podcasting platform, the team over at Book Thinkers helps you discover new books and new mentors that you can use to achieve more and live better. The right book at the right time can absolutely change your life. So please find out more by heading over to Instagram, searching Book Thinkers, or going to bookthinkers.com. Now, Pat, tell me what you learned this week, man. So... We learned obviously that the Cardinals are for real because they just beat the Rams. Yeah. So I believe we're power ranked as the second best team in the NFL. It could have been the Bills, but they were definitely top three Cardinals, Bills, uh, Rams. So the Cardinals are legit. And I have, we, I think we both had them winning next week too. So we think they're going to move to five and oh. Yep. And uh, I think what the other thing we learned is that they were both three and oh, but the Raiders lost. They lost to the Chargers. And I don't know, the Chargers did look very good, but I also think. There was a little bit, you know, I think we saw a little bit of the hole. We saw some of the holes in the Raiders. And I do think fraud may be a harsh word, but considering they were three, and know, I just, I don't know. They're not as good as like all the other three, and know, teams. I don't think, I think yeah. I thought they were, but Derek Carr, the way he handled pressure and I love Derek Carr, but the way he handled pressure in that game with the likes of Joey Bosa coming at him, he, he kind of crumpled under the pressure. I mean, I saw a picture and it was like, it was talking about, you know, oh, it was like in quotes, like pay the man. And then uh, the picture was like Derek Carr with like a guy running at him. And he's like <laughs> you know, cowering away. He's like cowering away from the hit. 
and uh, it's it still looked like he had time to throw or at least throw the ball away. So when you have a QB, you know, who can crumple under pressure like that. And again, I love Derek Carr, but I just don't know. I don't know if he's going to be the guy to carry that team. And I do think they're very good. There are some holes, like you said, the O-line. I think if they tighten up the O-line and keep the pressure away from Carr, they can, you know, they can blossom. Mm-hmm. But if, until they fix that O-line, I just, they're going to be fraudulent and they're not going to, you know, they're not going to wow us with their record. Yeah, I think that we definitely overrated them a little bit after that game, but who knows? We'll have to see how they come back. But I do agree with you that the Cardinals are legit. We both picked the Cardinals to win their division, which I think is the best division of football, that NFC West. So those Cardinals definitely keep an eye out there, man. Mm-hmm. It's tough for me to say anything bad about Derek Carr. He posted us on his story, and it was our most watched and viewed. And Yeah, I love Derek. Like I said, ever, like I love so. Derek Carr. <laughs> I, lo- I had to emphasize that I love him. Derek, another IG story would be great if you don't good, mind, good but, guy, uh, <laughs> good guy, better QB, you know, no, actually good QB, better guy. Sorry. That's what I, there we go. that's the way I was trying to say it. Pat, what I learned this week, man, I know I always bring it back to soccer a little bit, but man, the revs clinched the number one seed in the East, right? In MLS, no other MLS team has clinched the playoff spot. That is how good the rep, they just clinched the top seed in the East and no other team has a playoff spot clinched, man. This revs team is historically good, man. And that's what I learned this week. Even when we're missing guys, we got guys on international duty, like Matt Turner and all these other things. Now, like this revs team has a chance to be one of the greatest MLS teams of all time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's already the best revs team of all time. That's what I learned this week, man. Like they've already, matched points records goals record all these things and of course there's more and more teams every year there's more and more games so you know it's a little bit different than all this time ago but this team is 0-5 in MLS cups we have not won the championship I think this is the year that we do get it done and that's what I learned this week man this is the best revs team ever and I really don't think it's that close man this team could go up with any MLS squad ever and I just hope they perform in the playoffs because if they don't, man, it's it's going to be heartbreaking as a Revs fan seeing all the success. <laughs> yeah, I will say it's been funny looking at Revs Twitter this week or not this week, just over the past like month. And it's like, oh, the playoff race is heating up. And then it's, you know, and then it's like, <laughs> oh, Revs fans. And they're just like chilling, like having a good time because there's there's been no heating up for the for the Revs. I mean, they're, they're clear out in front. So we're 15 points clear, like we're yeah. five. It's nuts. It's absolutely and the rest of the, the rest of the playoff race was heating up. I was like, oh, these yeah. are really close. <laughs> but the Revs were nowhere <laughs> to be seen. But that's what I learned this week, man. Just this is the best Revs team Quality. ever. And I keep saying it like if there's a time to be a soccer fan, support your local team. It's now with the Revs. It's now with the U.S. men's team who has a game against Jamaica when this comes out on Thursday night. But, Pat, that's that's all we got for episode 41, man. A little bit over an hour today. And, uh, man, it was fun as always. A lot of good NFL talk. We got Brady's return. We got Kyrie. We got all that nonsense, man. But just want to say thank you to all the listeners out there. Bearing with us on another Thursday episode. I apologize specifically to Brad. He texts me angry every time it's a Thursday episode. But it's been fun, man. We appreciate you guys spending some time with us. Listen to all these episodes. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, do all that stuff. I keep saying it. Hit any button on any of our posts. It should help us in some sort of way. Pat, I don't know if there's anything you want to say before we wrap it up, man. How we feeling? We feeling nah, good? you nailed it as always, Chandler. You nailed it. All, All right, right, man. We're good to get I, out of here. I appreciate it, man. That's episode 41. Peace out, y'all. Bye, guys. You are listening to Right Off the Bus. Thank you.